Good Saturday morning and welcome to Time with Toto. I'm James Toto. This half hour show is dedicated to our veterans and issues that involve them, local news here in Atlantic County and surrounding areas, news happening in the great taxation state of New Jersey, national and international news, and how it will impact us here both as a state and nation. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Time with Toto. Please post any comments either for or against and why you have that position. My point of view comes from a middle-of-the-road point of view that is just a few clicks to the right of center. I believe that the government and the legislation are there to serve the people, not the other way around. There is no such thing as a free lunch, so when people talk about the government having money, that money comes from taxes. The more taxes we have, the more restrictive the government is on our freedoms, and we become reliant on government programs. Please go to Time with Toto and let me know what you think in a clever and common-sense fashion. I'm just a working-class guy, a blue-collar worker, and I would like to think that I represent the common-sense logic that most people have. If you agree or disagree, let me know at Time with Toto. Since this is our voice and common-sense discussions lead to solutions, as my wife says, either you're part of the solution or part of the problem. Don't be part of the problem. On the phone, I have Robin Taylor, who is part of the Green Whales organization out in Brigantine, and they do a, a lot of different good things. I, uh, I had a chance to row with them uh, two years ago because they couldn't have it last year with the Jim Whalen Around the Island Swim. Uh, she's a phenomenal person. Uh, she's got the Green Whales Special Olympics team. She's got the Green Whales uh, free swimming lessons and the Green Whales swim team itself. Robin, uh, welcome to the program, and uh, how are you doing today? Oh, good. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. So uh, what's uh, what's going on this, uh, for the uh, the Jim Whalen Around the Island Swim? Okay, the Jim Whalen Open Water Festival Around the Island Swim is an extremely iconic swim that started back in 1953 uh, with a couple of lifeguards sitting at the Wonder Bar deciding whether they could do the Around the Island Swim. Um, and, of course, they did it. And it's been a, a continuing swim through the, the 1960s, and then it had a hiatus for a while. And Jim Whalen actually was instrumental in bringing it back. And when, after his passing, again, it was uh, kind of swept under the table a little bit. So we decided that along the way we were doing some free swimming lessons, which Jim was really into over the years. And we said, gee, why don't we bring the Around the Island Swim back and try to use it as a fundraiser for Green Whales Inc., which is what we found in the name of the organization, which is a 501c3, and use the swim to help fund some of the programs that would have been close to Jim's heart and close to mine as well, which is our Greenhead Special Olympics team, uh, our swimming lessons for the underserved, and Greenhead Swim Team. Right. And how many kids have you taught to swim so far for, with the, through the free swimming lessons? Well, the first 18 months of the program, we taught uh, water safety and swimming lessons to a little over 600 children. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, lives that you've potentially saved. I think it's a wonderful program. Um, and how's the swim team doing? Uh, the swim team does great. I mean, right now we have we have swimmers on just about every high school team. Well, I, five high school teams we have swimmers on that started with us that go and swim in their high school when high schools ever come back to us. Now, at one of your one of your events, I actually met a couple of your athletes from the Special Olympics team, and these kids, I'll tell you what, they are they just they lit right up. They were, they were the life of the party. Um, tell us a little bit about the Special Olympics team. 
Well, our our Special Olympics team made up mainly children uh, on the spectrum, um, various degrees on the spectrum, and it is it is so important for teaching them water safety. A lot of children with autism find being under the water calming because there it, there's no sound and with them being under the water and not being able to swim, it's not a good thing. So we bring them in and, and we teach we teach swimming and water safety. And eventually they wind up competing. We competed at the state games, uh, Special Olympic state games here before last. It was last year. They did not have them. So we were there two years in a row so far with our Special Olympics kids. Wow. And all of this comes from donations and the, uh, around the Island swim festival. And I had a chance to row in that. And that was, it's what, 22 miles around Epsecon Island. 22.7. Don't yes. cut yourself short. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was one heck of an adventure there. Uh, rowing a, rowing a, a lifeguard boat around the Island concerning that the, the two other lifeguards I had in there in the boat with me, I am not a lifeguard. And, uh, the lifeguards couldn't row either. So it was, it was an interesting time going around the Island, but it was a wonderful event. And, um, I learned a lot that day about your program and, and all the people that you help that are out there. So how do people get in touch with you to either donate to you or to volunteer? Uh, green Wells has their own website, uh, green Wells, GWI, uh, or under Greenhead swimming, uh, Greenhead. GreenheadSwimTeam.net or .org, GWI.org, and you'll come across us and you'll see the articles on the site uh, explaining how the swim got started, and and there's also interviews with the participants from last year. There's bios for the participants for this year. Um, we have five relay teams in this year, and. 12 individuals that have already signed up and have been vetted. They have to go through a vetting process to make sure that they're capable of doing a, a swim of that, of that caliber. And it is a world-class event for, for those of you who don't know or, or haven't seen or heard of it. I'll tell you what, it is a world-class event and the folks from Greenwells that put this on, they really, uh, safety is paramount. They they really do an outstanding job with everything from the the boats that that have motors to those of us that are rowing. Each swimmer has their own lifeguard team that's there with them that that row the as they're swimming around the island. Um, the the lifeguard boats are out there with them. You got to keep track of your swimmers and the, the boats that are there in support that have the motors on them. They're they really they keep a safe distance. Everything is really. It's on the up and up, and it's a really good thing. So if someone's interested in becoming a sponsor for that event, how do they go about doing that? Again, contact us at Green Wales Inc. Call me at 609-266-SWIM. That's 609-266-7946. Uh, sponsorships right right now, uh, they get to go on a commemorative uh, program book that gets handed out to about 500 people. They're on the back of our T-shirts that actually go literally all over the world. We have swimmers right now from Canada, Brazil, uh, Ireland, and England coming over for the swim. People like it 
marathon swimmers like our swim because it's so different. You know, when a lot of our swimmers have climbed the English Channel before, um, the, the, the bridges, the seven bridges swim in New York. But ours is unique because you go from the warm water in the bay through, through the inlet to the cold water in the ocean and then back to the inlet to the warm water. And the inlets themselves are challenging as well as going from the warmer water to the colder water. So it, it's, a, it's a little bit more challenging for a marathon swimmer than just swimming the straight channel or right down the Hudson. Well, so, I know you got the... Uh, oh, yeah. I know all the swimmers that participate in that, they, they love the event. And I know you've got uh, two volunteers already. You've got me, myself, uh, and Tommy Forkin. He is uh, he's a, an Atlantic City lifeguard, and he has already said he would uh, row in a boat with me or in, a, in another boat with uh, another team of racers. So you've got two volunteers already that are willing to row the boat um, that, have, that, that have experience doing this already. That's a beautiful thing. Also, there's a person in this, in this event as well. Uh, $10,500 purse. So that attracted some uh, higher caliber swimmers this year, um, which is nice. And hopefully this will be able to run it here on out. Last year, of course, we had to postpone it to this year because of COVID. And uh, hopefully that won't happen in years to come. Just God yeah. knows I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I think we all are. And, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those events that you, you really, you, it's an interesting event to watch. It's an, an interesting event to be a part of. And it's really the, the folks that you help out. If, if you're a sponsor or if you're a racer, the folks that you help out with this, Robin, you and your team over there at green wheels, you just do a phenomenal job and thank you so much for everything that you do for the community. And again, the, the website is, uh, GWI, uh, dot com or greenwellsinc.org uh-huh perfect and the phone number to get a hold of you at again is 609-266-SWIM or 609-266-7946 Robin thank you so much for being here this morning and uh, I hope you have a great day thank you for your support and also lots of luck with your new show thank you very much I appreciate it WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Welcome to Time with Toto. I'm James Toto. You know, during the show, um, we cover several different veterans issues that are out there. And right now, one of the articles I came across in the American Legion magazine uh, is an article by Ken Olson. And it goes, goes along the lines of the casualties of K2, veterans suffering from toxic exposure at a secret base in Uzbekistan fight for VA recognition, they were denied. The article goes on to describe approximately 15,000 U.S. service members were deployed to Karshi Kanabad, or otherwise known as K-2, a former Soviet military base about 100 miles from the Afghan border between 2001 and 2005. They were exposed to nearly 400 chemical compounds and radiation from yellow cake uranium and depleted uranium, as well as other toxicants that saturated K-2 during decades of Soviet mismanagement which were followed by a catastrophic explosion that demolished an air-to-surface missile bunker in an ammunition depot after the Uzbeks uh, took over the base, according to K-2 veterans and declassified government documents. Nearly half of the approximately 5,000 members of the Stronghold Freedom Foundation have rare cancers and other illnesses, 
says Mark Jackson, legislative director for K2 Veterans Group. They didn't qualify for VA service connection for K2-related health issues because until late December, military service in Uzbekistan wasn't recognized in federal law or regulation. The United States leased part of K2 soon after 9-11 and established Camp Stronghold Freedom on part of what by then was an Uzbek Air Force base. We needed to find a way to get into Afghanistan to take down the Taliban, says Widener, one of the lead special operations mission planners for Operation Enduring Freedom. K-2 had been the main support base for the Soviet war in Afghanistan and seemed ideal. Problems emerged as soon as U.S. troops arrived in October uh, 2001. Uzbek construction workers became ill while building an earthen berm around the American enclave, and a team from the Army Center for Health Promotion and Preventative Maintenance was dispatched to investigate. The results showed K-2 was dirty, polluted, and radioactive, says Mike Lechlitner, a DOD employee who helped with the initial environmental survey when not engaged in his primary job of supporting special operation forces making forays into Afghanistan. Many of the soldiers that were dispatched to the area are now calling it their generation's Agent Orange. And like the Agent Orange problem during Vietnam, many of the K-2 veterans don't receive any help from DOD or VA, either because the base was off the books or because they are no longer on active duty when they develop cancers, autoimmune diseases, and other illnesses. The American Legion long a leading advocate for veterans exposed to Agent Orange, radiation, chemicals, Gulf War-related hazards, burn pits, and other environmental hazards, says K-2 veterans should get immediate help. This includes VA providing medical exams and treatment for veterans dealing with illnesses tied to toxic exposures at the Soviet base, former Soviet base, as well as assessing the risk for exposure posed for their children, stated Ralph Bazella, chairman of the Legion's National Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation Commission. In the meantime, we need to go to Congress and fight for service-connected disabilities related to their service at K2 and the resulting diseases and for fully funding research and new treatments for for these diseases, he says. Since 2016, the American Legion has also called for DOT to disclose all hazardous environmental exposures at any facility used by troops so they can seek appropriate medical treatment. Bozella adds, and the organization is advocating for VA to establish a national center for research on the diagnosis and treatment of health conditions of the descendants of service members exposed to toxic substances. The government has to be cognizant of any environmental hazards and needs to protect these veterans and their offspring, Bozella says. Stronghold representatives have contacted every member of Congress in an effort to secure federal legislation making K-2 veterans eligible for presumptive VA service connection for their complex health problems. The first thing they say is, how much is it going to cost? And that's bipartisanship, Jackson says. There's a sliver of hope. On January 19th, President Donald Trump signed an executive order directing DOD and VA to conduct a one-year study of toxic exposure among K-2 veterans, similar to the study authorized in the latest National Defense Authorization Act. In addition, legislation signed in early January requires VA and the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry to conduct a 10-year study of cancers and other diseases of K-2 veterans. The Veterans Health Care and Benefits Improvement Act of 2020 also opens VA burn pit registry to U.S. service members who served in Uzbekistan. But more studies mean more delays for veterans who need immediate help, more families who are left with little more than debt and despair. I will be definitely be keeping an eye on the uh, the casualties of K2. And for veterans that are out there that do need assistance, two really, really good people in our area. One is Patrick Carney, and his phone number is 
3-0-2-358-9736. Again, Pat, uh, Patrick Cartney's number is 302-358-9736. And the other person is Jackie Hinker, and her phone number is 302-304-5509. These two VA representatives are very aggressive in getting our veterans uh, health care and the benefits that they need and that they're entitled to. If you are a uh, 65, a veteran who is 65 and older and are eligible for the COVID vaccines under the parameters that are set out there, uh, you can enroll at a local clinic or call Pat or Jackie. They will help get you set up at the Northfield, Rio Grande, or Vineland Clinic. Part of the requirements for the COVID vaccine is that is they have to be 65 or older. It's one of the requirements that are there. Again, Patrick Carney's phone number is 302 358 9736 and Jackie Hinker's phone number is 302-304-5509. Patrick and, and Jackie, they work extremely hard for our veterans that are out there. If you can't get through to them and you are a veteran who's in need of help, a number of different ways to get the help that you need is also going on the veteranscrisisline.net, which is www.veteranscrisisline.net. You could also text 838-255. The crisis line phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that crisis line phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 for veterans. Our veterans serve this country proudly. And for the government and for people to just abandon them, it's it's. It's definitely a sign of what society has become. So if you know a veteran, get them that number. And if they're, if you know that they are in need, please reach out to them. Let them know the crisis line number is 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 for vets. And the text number for the crisis line is 838-255. There was an interesting conversation on early in the morning when Harry spoke with John Zarek about the impacts of Title IX, especially here in the state of New Jersey and how it's affecting local high schools. You can go back to Harry's podcast on the WPG app and go back in there and listen to it. It happened during the 8 o'clock hour, and it was really, really interesting about how they were talking about the impacts of some of the laws that are being passed here in New Jersey. Along with one of them uh, that passed this week was uh, also marijuana and alcohol. And if you do have a minor child, police can no longer question them if they're pulled over or or if they're stopped on the street, if they're smoking a joint or if they're drinking a beer, they're not required to let you know about that uh, on the first warning. That's this. I think it's the second warning now that they are going to notify the parents. So that this is the state stepping in and basically saying how they're going to raise your child. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back. Good Saturday morning. I'm James Toto. In other news and around the state of New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen was uh, basically cleared of charges or charges were dropped for a DUI, but he did um, plead guilty to drinking in a public park. From there, Jeep will continue the, the commercials that he filmed for the Super Bowl. And other things going on around between New York and New Jersey, Governor Cuomo, there have been accusations and allegations made against Governor Cuomo for sexual assault. 
Please remember that a, a top official in Governor Mur Murphy's administration claimed that another official had sexually assaulted her during Mr. Murphy's campaign in 2017. Yet despite the woman's pleaded, uh, repeated pleas to Mr. Murphy's senior aides, her colleague remained in his $170,000 a year state job for months before resigning. Lindsey Boylan has made several accusations against Governor Cuomo that Governor Cuomo himself has made uh, sexual unwanted sexual advances toward her. Just kind of wondering where the um, the women's groups are, are on these uh, questions for both Mr. Murphy and Governor Cuomo. One of the hot topics that's in the news these days is uh, systemic racism in America. Now, the Coca-Cola company has uh, held classes on people that are that are Caucasian to make sure that they they basically refrain from their whiteness, and they have given them different things, uh, different guidelines to follow, such as uh, don't be so arrogant and and other things of those natures. Meanwhile, in the schools up in Buffalo, they are basically showing videos of children, unfortunately, that have, that have uh, been killed. And they're showing videos of these these children and how it all boils down to systemic racism. This narrative that keeps getting pushed out there, all it's doing is 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 just creating more and more division. Now, I'm a 51 year old white male, which means that I am supposed to be the most racist person out there because of my my age, my gender, and and the color of my skin. Meanwhile, I'm one of the guys who, I'm one of the, the people that's out there that doesn't judge a person by the color of their skin. It has to do with, you know, how how does a person conduct themselves? Um, are they contributing to society? And, you know, what qualifications do you have to do your job? And the, these are the, it's the content of their character. You know, Martin Luther King said it best, you know, the, he dreams of a day where a person will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. I have neighbors that live on either side of me. One couple happens to be black. One, one, one person happens to be white and I love them both equally. Um, that I don't think that America is in as bad a shape as the, the press and the media would like us to believe. WPG talk radio, 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. In international news, um, several cruise lines are still on hold out there. They are not uh, sending their cruise ships out. We know that Carnival and Norwegian Cruise Lines and several other cruise lines are not uh, not yet uh, booking cruises yet for their 2021 season yet, and they're going to put it more on hold. In other international news, at the G. Biden, basically Joe Biden has said that America is not first. And uh, as a funny side note, the, the Dems basically want to take away the nuclear codes from President Biden. I find that kind of ironic. Another thing that's kicking around in the news is the open borders. It's kind of funny that White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said last week President Joe Biden is committed to reopening schools five days a week as quickly as possible, but yet he wants the borders open now, which I, I find kind of ironic. And they're using the excuse of political asylum while, meanwhile, 85% of the cases are rejected. And the people that are coming across these borders also are not subject to a COVID test. And we don't know what kind of uh, vaccinations they do have coming across that border. They're allowed to be here for five years, uh, which is the, the normal working time for 
political asylum investigation. And this is just something that's going to hurt those that have come here legally. And a quote by Senator Rick Scott from Florida, he basically slammed the Biden administration. And this is the quote he had. In four weeks, the Biden administration has been known for two things, open borders and closed schools. Meanwhile, the White House has faced severe criticism in the past few weeks, accused of not having a direct answer to the question. I guess uh, Jem Psaki will circle back to it. Thank you again for spending your Saturday morning time with Toto. I do appreciate it. My name is James Toto. If you have any kind of comments, please go on my either my Facebook page and leave a comment. Whether it's positive or negative, I want to hear what you have to say. Thank you very much. I hope you have a good week. God bless.